Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Welcome back to another four color paneled up on the big screen action packed bonanza as superheroes from across the multiverse duke it out in our old comic books movie ending. This is the season of mighty cosmic crit. I am your Stanley like man making a cameo in all these intros. AKA you can call me your GM Patrick joining me are the gods among mankind here your players my heroic five friends across the digital table from me look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane it's a spectacular miles plane ramy good evening on my right don't get him angry at his role you wouldn't like him angry at his role it's the incredible tyler playing a dross that's my secret I'm always angry at my roles. To his left, she pens her solarian web and traps the bad guys just like flies. Look out. Here comes Rebecca playing Alindra. Hello. Uh, You know, I I wrote this before. You know, you indeed did do that and pinned bad guys last (laughs) week, which is hilarious. (laughs) To my left, he's the hero this podcast needs, but not the one it deserves. Our mouthy sentinel, a.k.a. Drew playing Knackfeld's bar. Ha ha. And finally, to his left, he will lasso you with a rope made out of magic evolution. It's Jaberta's and it's 148. Hey. And 147. <laughs> Wonder Woman 47. <laughs> Ooh. Not, not 147, but the number of the night is 261. <laughs> that is that is the episode. Then this is the final chapter of season four of Cosmic Crit. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a a little bittersweet. Like it was bittersweet to say goodbye to these characters after season one was over. That was hard enough. And now we've returned to them and are having to say a final, final, final goodbye to them because there's nowhere to go from here. No level 21 for these cats. (laughs) We talked about trying to make a level 21 just so that we can maybe squeeze out one another adventure, but Uh, we'll see in the future, but right now no more. No more high level combats. Uh, I think I'm I'm done for (laughs) a a little while. All good for now. (laughs) The whiplash we are about to receive going to level 1 combat is going to be... From level 20? Oh Oh, yeah. It's so bad. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Uh, speaking of the intro earlier, do, do you guys know why I chose superhero intros for this season of Cosmic Crit season four? Because no. we're superheroes? Superheroes. The Drift Rider crew indeed are the superheroes of the our little corner of the Cosmic Critterverse. Indeed, this season has proven... That, to me, your villain in this scenario that's tried to foil you weekend and week out. But yeah, I got to say, you guys have risen to the occasion and, uh, and willingly put your ostensibly favorite PCs that you've made in harm's way over and over again, nonstop, like multiple books of like no rests, just encounter after encounter, oh my gosh, week yeah. after week. Yeah, uh, you're telling me. Very yeah. commendable, yeah. It's- <clears throat> I feel like the only time I ever had full resolve points was when we started book one. Yeah. So, here you go. Enjoy them. You're never seeing these again. I'm, I mean, 
I guess because of, of the nature of Raimi, I've always been like flush with resolve points. <laughs> you're, like, you're... I mean, even even with this this book, I still have like thirteen resolve points left. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Patrick, all I'm hearing was all I'm hearing is uh, oh no, I am. Him. But but remember, I also get a resolve point every time I use a level six spell. <clears throat> true that. True that. True that. What what Tyler? All I heard was you did not hit Raimi enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's also that. Like, I also didn't have to use resolve points very often because there's still Raimi time. Was, <laughs> how, dare, how dare he didn't run into fisticuff combat every every episode. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, true. I didn't use my resolve points. Yeah. Season four here has been a long one. Almost as long as season one. And think about that. You know, we, we went from level 13 to level 20 in the last 62 episodes. I believe season one was 71 episodes. And that was level one to level 13. So high level combats like the one the last couple of weeks can go a couple ways. Fast and dirty or long and drawn out. I believe we got to turn seven in that combat. But this week it's going to be a little bit quieter of an episode is this the denouement of this season we're going to put the final nail in devastation arc as well as dominions end book three were you supposed to pick up a nail several to put put in the coffin indeed yes that was your job that was next job i probably got one in a cheek pouch I think you probably do. I which I mean careful, I might have spat it out back when we body swapped, so you might need to go back <laughs> to that one room and pick them up. Are you guys ready to get into this week's episode? Oh, uh, hit yeah. me hit me with your saddest just the, the biggest gut punches. Give me the tear jerkers. <laughs> oh, well, I I can I can make some promise. We're going to have some talk of childbirth this episode. We're going to have uh <laughs> you're going to have a funeral. There's going to be new deals and new worlds to explore, but let's get into it and start off where we last left off last week. You guys have basically gained total control of the AI computer systems for Devastation Arc as you've expunged all vestiges of the evil AI branch from the system. As part of that fight, Andis 148 seemed to diffuse themselves into another copy of themselves and has made an ephemeral manifestation of Andus 147. And uh, yeah, it, it, this lasts for minutes at a time. Is that right? <laughs> no, I can, I can sustain it for, for a number of minutes. Uh, uh, really? It's really, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've mathed it out a little bit. It's like two minutes is probably the maximum that I can sustain it for. So and not a lot a of rounds, not a lot of time, but d- does anybody want to take, at least the beginning part of a, a 10 minute rest with an old friend out of combat here, start patching up wounds. Let's gather around. Yeah, sure. Cathlo is a little confused seeing two Andises and it's like, you, you are a synthetic being and you spawned creating a second synthetic being. Uh, is this, is this the equivalent of childbirth with your peoples <laughs> in your culture? <laughs> Is this is this the, is this what you meant when you said that this was going to involve childbirth? <laughs> I fulfill my promises, <laughs> Okay, I fulfill them. Uh, what is it proper in your culture? Should I get you a a present? Should I shower you with presents? <laughs> That's right. I need a Andis baby shower. I think um, Alindra, uh, you know, is still reeling from this fight. She's standing right next to Andis one four seven. Right? Yeah. 
right next to them, and I think it's going to take a moment to look incredulously at them and then say, Andis, is is that you? The the old you, I mean? Oh, yes, it, it would have been true either way. It's it's a, it's great to be here. It's lovely to to speak with you again. My, you've uh I, I look at I look at your uh, I look at like your your like kit and I'm like, wow, you you guys found money, huh? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and his one four eight is in a giant mecca. He's towering over you. <laughs> like, yeah, you found some good stuff out there. <laughs> Andis, uh, I I want you to know that your legacy has not been forgotten, and the new Andis has has carried that on in quite a respectable way. I think you should be very proud of what you have left behind. I appreciate that very much. Yes, I. I taught him everything he knows, I say. <laughs> Thank you, Alindra. It is indeed very good to see you again as well. I think Raimi would probably materialize a, a, a flask to sip out of and, and walk up to Andis and say, would say something to the degree of like, hey, bud, I know you're not here for very long. So if you would indulge me one last time and then would start to do some of the dance that he and Andis had done on top of the bar at the old fusion queen. Oh no. My, my hips start twitching of their own accord. What's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and just do a little dance together. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. 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 I, I, I dance, uh, I dance the night away. Uh, that's great. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. As you're dancing, I think, some of the uh, the nanites, the bits and bobs of Andis one four seven, begin to degrade to like the, oh, you know, that's, the, this the, is my stop. The glass slipper turning, <laughs> or the dress turning back into normal. The, <clears throat> the end of the ball. Yes. Well, everyone, this is this is uh, this is where I leave you. It has been my truest joy that I've gotten to see you once again. But now I'll, I gotta go do my thing. So. <laughs> Going back in the exocortex. It's good seeing you, old friend. Good, good to see you too. And um, yeah, I, I bebop on down the road into into my friend's brain. Yeah, my friend, just, I mean myself. Just fade away, and now now you're all left with just Andis one four eight. Boo! The phantom menace of wow. Andis's. <laughs> To play with these characters more and just like we said, pull out a, a new Andis every time. <laughs> Your brain has yeah. to do a new accent every single time. I'm Andis one three seven. I was an accountant. Uh, I, I can't wait for Scottish Andis. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're here, you've got the ship under control. You've started to turn off the Civ automated fleet, bring down controls here and start hailing Absalom you, you can tell just taking a look at the systems here there are hundreds of decks to this ship it is indeed built more like a floating city dozens of decks alone with just plant life and fauna that have been insulated and cared for for millennia and beyond that you guys have readings of almost a million life forms that are in suspended rail state animation on board the vessel. Many of them humanoid and of all shapes and sizes. Some, a, a large contingent perhaps reading are those you can tell of, of Bantrids and, and Cretches and other dominated peoples of the, the Civ Dominion. But indeed the vast majority of them 
the overwhelming majority are sieve. Looks like whole cities worth of, of sieve ranging in, you know, ages and, and sizes and it looks like occupations are listed in, in the computer files here. But yeah, all of them have been in suspended rel state conditions since it seems the starship launched all those all those many, many, many years ago. Is it likely that they have been living in some kind of like memory state, VR state, kind of like we were put into when we first got here? Yeah, yeah, it's possible. I don't think that they've been their minds have been there that entire time. But um, looking over this, this data, Cathlo comes up and says, uh, we, we must free the, the rest of the captives. And if they have been indoctrinated, undo what the Civ have done. And, and there are also still custodians aboard the ship that perhaps want to put up a fight. Even with Varanch gone, he used many to keep this vessel running like those those moon giants. They all must be brought down or eliminated. We'll liberate all we can, but we have time for that now. We came here to solve, to prevent the destruction of, of, of a station that we don't even really know the status of yet. Hmm. Well, one thing station, we can... it's like a it's like some sort of devastation. <laughs> Deva station. Yeah. Well, one thing we can uh, we can do right now, though, is perhaps your AI friend can program the computer to eject all the remaining sieve from their slumber and put them out the airlock. Actually, wait, no. What would be the most painful way for them to die? How can we? absolutely obliterate all these people in in one short quick burst well i uh i understand castle your your anger here but the the few of us are are in no position to pass judgment on the hundreds of thousands of civ life forms aboard this ship we do not know their circumstance we we cannot be the ones to decide their fate what do you mean we, we've decided it. We have taken control of the ship. It is ours. And all those Civ in there are harmless. They, they can't wake up. They can't move. They can't do anything or harm anyone. Their decision needs to be made by those less, more worthy of judging, and not those who have been harmed by Civ actions. You all are the mightiest warriors of your people. Together, we have the power before anyone else to make this decision. I remind you all, I I refuse the call of my dying world, the extinguished light of my people, to aid you. And you promised me we would destroy the Civ threat to this world. I don't, I, I didn't agree to all that to just turn the Civ loose on this galaxy once more and allow them to try this again in 10 years or 100 years from now. I, I know these people, they, they were born and bred to conquer others. And letting them live will mean more death and destruction. You trust me with that. You you only speak from a place of pain. You can have no true sight over what some of these individuals may choose or do. And that is why we cannot blanket pass one genocide that was committed against your people to another genocide on the sieve. As much as I share your dislike for their history and what they have done in the past... It is something we are not equipped to handle. If you let them out, they will not stop until they have continued their bloodlust in this universe. 
I cannot believe you are turning your back on the promise you have made to me. We promise to eliminate the Civ threat. If you can tell me that creatures sitting in hypersleep are a threat to you, then you are no true warrior. They will no longer be a threat if we can pilot this death ship into the nearest sun or better yet, a black hole. Make sure the job gets done and none of these things ever see the light of day. Please, one, one of you must agree with me. Can I roll diplomacy? Looks around for some. Is anyone backing her up? No? Yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, you can you can roll. Roll diplomacy, Drew. I don't. Diplomacy to do what? To convince to her convince to her not her be to so... Stand down. A, a, a chill lomacy roll. <clears throat> I forgot we were playing a game. I should probably roll into um. That's a, a, a sixty. <laughs> <clears throat> you just wanted to do a roll that he's good at. Would you like my diplomacy roll, Patrick? <laughs> yes, I'll I'll just average them together. Oh, perfect. Yes, if I could bring Drew sixty down. Yeah, someone needs to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna miss that roll. <laughs> actually possible for me to roll a negative number on that roll so <laughs> well, 60 is pretty good i've set the dc at 45 here so pretty pretty good what are you saying to Cathlo? Cathlo, stand down we've been through a lot you haven't known us for very long but i can tell you the civ aren't the only enemies out there and today we have done something together to bring peace to this galaxy. We've stopped the threat, but the rest of these Civ that are asleep in these pods, they have a choice. They have a choice to do what they did before, or they have a choice to live in this new world that we are going to create together. So do you want to be a part of the, the problem or part of the solution? You all spared my life, gave me renewed purpose, and now you stand here before me and ask more than anyone has ever asked my people before to make peace with what the Civ have done, to forgive them for the genocide of my people. I would think it is beyond what I can do with my two hearts. I think, though, that enacting vengeance upon their civilians, of which I am sure many of this suspended population, doing so would make the Aklath no better than the, their own butchers. You are correct, the cycle of violence can end, but maybe, maybe there is another way. Perhaps we can use their own tools against them, and the, those that are responsible can also answer for their crimes. Do you guys want to give me a culture or computers check? Oh, I can give you a culture check. Yeah. And just for fun, since there's no other roles a soldier's going to get to make. Oh, I rolled so well. You said, said culture or computers? Yeah, figure out if you can understand what she's talking about. If she can't, she's on to something. She's going to mass brainwash all these. Oh, I was going to say, what what tools are we discussing here? Because it's either mm-hmm. a, a, a weapon that kills the universe, that's one, or brainwashing them the opposite way. Is that really any better but, than brainwashing? So, so the... again, this is something that maybe I personally wouldn't say, but as Knack with a 48 culture check would, would say, if it's like kind brainwashing, 
open-minded brainwashing well, <laughs> to yeah, teach what, them. Oh. You want to make them woke? Is that what rate you're saying? Rate me with, like, rate me, rate me with his 54 computers check. <laughs> might want a little more information. Well, I, I, I think Ramy knows you have the technomagic know-how to, you can re-record over the, the Civ simulation software, program it to show what you want to them, maybe reverse brainwash them away from their murderous tendencies and, you know, put them to work kind of rebuilding the station that they destroyed. Another option is you can give them the exact same treatment that they gave their slaves, their conquered peoples. Just give them a complete mind wipe like the Bantrids and they have a fresh start, you know? I, I just like make the them watch six wipe. days, seven nights on repeat for eternity. <clears throat> oh, so we're going the torture route? Yes. Okay. Oh I, I think we should. I think we should show them the the history, both, but leaning a little more into Civ losses as well as Civ victories, but also show them on repeat the entire Drift Rider crew movie franchise. <laughs> this is Ken Burns, Starfinder. This is, this is how I we mean, build our audience for the next trilogy. I think this is a classic, like, we're between a rock and a hard place, right? Like, there's no real right answer. All of these all of these solutions are problematic in one way or another. To me, it seems like the mind wipe option might be the most humane because... While it does wipe out, you know, where they came from, which is cruel in its own right, it does give them a fresh slate to truly have that free will to make up their own mind without the burden of what they've been taught in the past. That said, I don't think that it's yeah, right for I, us I, I to try to, to give brainwash them. The them. Like, I, I don't want to like. And uh, sorry, what? As I said, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like that one, that option is the one that would give them the most agency and most I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Can we scan the database for the most anti-war open-minded Civ that is currently in in stasis right now? No. <laughs> and make them the leader of the crew, their, their people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some that aren't for the, <laughs> the enslavement and murderment of every other species in the galaxy they just they just uh they just want like two or three where's, uh, subjugated where's the bob ross of civ let's yeah. give that guy let's give that one a promotion and do you guys want to go with go with that option give a, a full mind wipe of of the the real state civ and release them you know alongside the other prisoners like all at once no no, that's a terrible idea. I'm not in I mean, favor, I'm in favor of, this, but... of the mind wipe option, but releasing the sieve right now would be bad. Yeah. I think we should just keep them in stasis until we can get the ship parked, get the mm -hmm. other subjugated species offloaded, get the brainwashed species that are on all these other decks either subjugated or eliminated. And then at the very end of it all, the sieve come off last. Wake up the sieve. <laughs> yeah, you wake up the you sieve one hundred percent last. Because that's a, it's, it's a huge project. Because like, I well, mean, it's got. Uh, let me ask: Do you want? Yeah, it's a huge human resources <laughs> style conundrum. But do you want to give this as an option to Absalom Station authorities, or do you guys want to pull that trigger yourself? 
Oh, we can do the. Can we do the mind wipe right now, but not wake him up? Yeah, yeah. I, I as a, I, I mean, Adros would not be fine with it, but I as a player am fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alindra, for what it's worth, will be. Uh, I mean, I'm already thinking like, well, we need to come up with a curriculum to educate these people who are going to come out of this mind wipe yeah. with no clue of what's going on right so yeah. i think this class is going to take some time some planning i think it's going to be yeah. a a big endeavor that is going to have to require the certain friend society you know at least uh and their influence so yeah i i think that that is a good plan let's leave Look, the waking fa- them up fast forward us. a year and you're, you're making all the sieves yeah. do like the fast food work <laughs> they're just like serving black milkshakes and uh Ellicotha burgers on Eox. Like, oh, do you want to do you want to undead size that for uh, another two dollars? Undead size. Look, the, look gang, I'm, the I'm training program. I don't know about this mind wipe. I I know the yeah. sieve. I know the sieve have caused ha, caused countless deaths, but I can't have the effective murder of an entire remains of a civilization on my hands. It is a civilization of death and destruction that we would be erasing and give them the option if they would like to choose a new path for themselves but they'd These be choosing they'd be were, choosing a new path without knowing their history it'd be better if they could choose a path knowing what they were before and if we mind wipe them they're not going to have that knowledge they're not going to have that history they have to prove that they can be better without being mind wiped because they're this, gonna be effective mindless people. I'm I'm Wait, with Nack here. We we could teach them about what their people did, but if they are allowed to keep their their memories intact, I'm worried that they will find ways to weasel out of responsibilities, get back, take over other places. And what if we do that and they find out that we did it? And they understand that we took that away from them. What's their reaction going to be then? Not, not that only we that, we rob them of that choice. Yeah, if, 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 we ro- if we rob them of the choice to become who they are, I think we're no are, be- we're we are no better than the people that we fight. I think you are downplaying the seriousness of if the Civ decide that they do not want to change their ways. I am not saying that I am in favor of a mind wipe, but you are advocating for the potential of a massive war and conflict with a civilization that shouldn't have been around in the first place. That is a difficult thing to swallow. And well, look, they, they have technology on this ship that we barely understand. And you've got people in there just from a from a pragmatic Absalom standpoint. There are people on this ship that are in stasis that understand the technology on this ship better than we ever will. You're just going to wipe that information out too. Yes, it is a weapon of destruction. Why are you talking about there? All the goods the Sith have done, they've done nothing but destroy this universe. Every place they've touched, they would have destroyed you too. I vote we get rid of their minds. Kathlo. If, we, if we're not killing them all right. I'm going to put it in perspective for you. Up until a few weeks ago, none of us even knew who the Civ were outside of all the stuff with the, the Kish. <laughs> yeah, you, you knew what years about ago. the Civ. <laughs> Comparatively, you, <you've> <laughs> you speak Civ, son. <laughs> I, st- I learned Civ for this, so it's not. <laughs> if 
for the greater and, part of the galaxy, they've never seen a sieve. The sieve have been ancient history for a long, long time. It's now, real to you. You you know a great deal of them and what they've done, but you know you who you do not know at all about. You don't know of the Bantrids. You do not know of the Kretches. You do not know of the Aklath because they were snuffed out and their cultures erased. I know like 40 Bantrids. They're all over the place. Their Bantrids are still alive. <laughs> like a bunch of them, yeah. They're oh, a big, they're, they're they're a big part of Absalom society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were also mind wiped completely by Civ technology. But we, but so, we know so some of if, them now. If, if we do the same thing that the Civ did, what makes us better than them? We're not, All we are we're are not killing and enslaving people. Are, are, <laughs> aren't we? Better. Aren't no. we? If we mind no. wipe and mind control people, I mean, I would not? like to. I'm, I'm just hold on, hold on, hold on. About that. We're not talking about mind wiping and mind controlling. That's what the Civ did. Yes. Well, I'm down but for that too. What we're talking about is mind wipe. Happy. Mine would be in re-educating. Slow down. I'm, I'm down for whatever <laughs> you guys want to do, except letting the murderers go. <laughs> I mean, what we're proposing is a mind wipe. Yes. I, again, I recognize not very humane, but given the situation, more humane than unleashing Murder. an entire civilization, civilization that at this point in time should not exist and is definitely you know, intends to destroy our entire universe. I mean, if if you let them out without mind wiping them, they will all almost all need to be put in jail. <laughs> like sure. Yeah. Hundreds like, of thousands. By mind wiping them, we are freeing them of the control that was inflicted upon them in the past. I agree. You're I not killing the their bodies, but you're killing their spirits. And I'm not saying that their spirits deserve to live. But what I am saying is that this is a big decision that I do not feel comfortable making. And maybe it's best just to leave them in stasis and let larger bodies like the Absalom Council, like the Starfinder I'm, Society. I am a larger body. <laughs> I'm very large. I am Our, extremely large. Next. If you Sorry. lack the will to do it, little man, I'm down. I'm with Kathy I'm with on the immediacy of the situation. I do not think that we should allow political influences who are more concerned with their own politics and bureaucracy to make this decision. I fear, I fear their judgment will not be clear. By I don't think mouth, our judgment's clear. By wiping their minds, uh, we are not erasing their culture. We are simply resetting thousands of years of brainwashing that their own people inflicted on them. The idea drilled into them since they were born that they were superior. I do not think that that is a negative. I think that is cleansing them of an evil that has been burned into their very souls since they were born. That is a release. And what if they did that to your people, Ladras? Your My people who were at war, at war with the Pact Worlds not that long ago. What if they found out the entire v remaining Vesk race? What would that mean for you? If you can prove that my people used technology to brainwash us to be a warmongering clan for Demoratosh, then perhaps you would have an argument. But every Vesk soldier chose their role. Do not confuse a culture built on honor and wardom with a culture built 
on racial superiority. Those are two very different messages, Knack. Sounds like we're we're a bit divided. Who's I mean, we've got Knack and Raimi in the Nay camp and Alindra and Adros in the EA camp. What's what's a Endus 148? The little baby boy thinking. Jabert? Boy, a rough time for the sieve for Andus to turn into a calculating uh, robot uh, <laughs> to become a full construct. Beep boop. I've Beep figured boop. I've out calculated. <laughs> I've calculated the the correct answer. Beep boop. I have run trillions of simulations. Can, can you plug? <laughs> can you plug that uh, Andus one four seven construct into the? into the systems of the 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 sieve to teach them over the next hundred years not to be <laughs> they're all gonna come out pirates not to be d-bags <laughs> 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 well let's see i mean obviously well not obviously i think i know a thing or two about not having access to your your heritage your people your the place that you are from I can say this, my life is better having you all in it than it would be not being. Uh, the sieve cannot be allowed to go unpunished, and yet, what can we do? And I, I indicate, I, I beep, boop, 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 and I open up a view screen to the uh, the devastation that is Absalom Station, and I say, Oh yeah, you guys, I mean, like, 75% of the fleet is destroyed or disabled at this point yeah i say i say uh we have paid for our vengeance already and enough blood has been spilled here but we cannot allow these creatures access to their their technology again i believe they should have an opportunity to do what they can we can teach them about who their people were we can try to help them understand but the years and decades of programming that they've already been subjected to i i don't think there is a way to allow them to leave this place beep boop 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 so um, saw we ball oh yeah saw <laughs> we ball yeah what would the bantrid say if they were here yeah, uh, what would bantrid be what would bantrid jesus uh, they would be complaining about the lack of uh Bantered access that this facility does not provide. Uh, <laughs> this is far too many stairs. It's about far that time uh, you guys get a communique from Absalom Station. The screens light up here with a, a room gets... full of smiling faces from Prime Executive Kumara, Mel Cruz, the priestess of Elortu, Cambrisa June. You see even Mrs. Uh, Asafina not here, along with a dozen or so stewards, some in bandages, other slings, and five surly-looking Skittermander teenagers doing a <laughs> like a three space stooges routine in the background, just like hitting each other with six arms. Five stooges. <laughs> three. Well, it's three stooges, but with the five of them, so sixty. No, how many? Is it? Thirty arm stooges. <laughs> How many pies could they throw? That's what I want to know. Is this many pies? Yeah, Primex Mel Cruz says we just got word that all the drones in the system stopped their assault at once and are returning to the Civ vessel. Driftrider crew, were you able to stop the Civ? We we had given up hope that you you all went dark there. Uh, we we've lost much of of Absalom Station and and many ships in the interim, but 
It, we were able to hold them off with the help of the Starstone Reactor being back online. And it, it seems like drift travel is now possible with with whatever devastation arc was, was doing to to the, the beacon here. But uh, we, we are still very much in crisis mode. We are getting word that reinforcements from the Vescarium that were stuck in the drift will, will be coming through shortly. But we, we need all vessels uh, available to help with the civilian rescue of the fleet. If you all are alive, come back home. We we have medical personnel ready to treat you all. Good, because we're back. We're coming back home with about <clears throat> one million passengers in need of assistance as well. Is there is there anything we can use the the devastation arc to support the fleet with what access we have to it? Yeah, we have a big gun. You can shoot anybody that tries to stop you from this rescue operation. <laughs> Just blast them to smithereens. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the drone ships really aren't like transport worthy, at least not search and rescue. They're 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 also mainly just flying guns for the most part. Yeah, so you guys wanna head on out of here? Yeah, it's one heck of a piloting check to move this thing, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean you can just leave it where it is. It's not going anywhere <laughs> for for the time being. And you can you can take Kim with you. He's like, yeah, I'll 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 help out. I can uh, relay any commands you have to the to the core here, as long as he keep me within uh, range. Whatever you'd like to do, I can make it happen. You want me to brainwash all these civ? Boy, howdy, that's gonna happen real quick, Mister Ed Ross. I don't want you to brainwash them, but I, I'll do it. I, I'll do I it would, if you ask. What I, what I would like you to do is play Who Let the Dogs Out constantly. Just on a loop in their brains. <laughs> Once again, the torture option. We're for the next one hundred years. years. <laughs> oh, that's um, my favorite song. I didn't realize that was a bad thing. I'm so sorry. A sieve <laughs> comes out of that storage like the party was bumping. <laughs> the party was bumping. <laughs> one, one of them comes out and looks at the other one and says, "Do you ever get the feeling that maybe it wasn't about dogs?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel as, like it might be about something more. As you guys leave the Rel State AI core here, right outside the door is a couple of big old moon giants waiting for you. You see <gasps> Moonshine, Kesmir, oh, along with Arog and Jervir and Thordir waiting for you. And they've drawn what looks like an arcane circle within the computer monitoring room. And uh, Kesmir says, hello, friends, your, your AI friend Kim bid us come for you and we've able to continue our teleportation magics and we can get you past this ship's defenses now and take you back to your station as as was part of our deal where all would you like to teleport to there's a bar on the 15th level where everyone knows your name oh that <laughs> or or at least knows our names the first, <laughs> the first thing you're going to do is get soused okay a hundred percent. Yes, this has been a long and stressful trip. It's been a, it's been maybe a we can day. make. Maybe we can make two trips. Perhaps to maybe to some kind of medical facility for some of. No, no, we're going no. to the bar. All right, well, let's go. Yeah, I'm at full HP, baby. Ready to party. <laughs> I got a few stamina points left to burn. Let's do this. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I, gotta, I, I gotta, like the first. I, I'm gonna boot. You want another combat? Okay. All the yeah, I feel like the first thing we should do. Up. Post campaign is getting a bar fight. Yeah, hundred no, percent. No bar fight. A I level just, twenty I, I bar mean fight. For that, I mean for the hangover the next day. 
I'm ready for a boogie yeah. and it better be a boot scooting. <laughs> yeah, have her uh have them also teleport some uh some like powered down you know sieve drones yeah. and whatnot and we can Ooh, we yeah. Can yeah patrick can we go back to that original bar where that we started at where all those like racists were yelling bar. at me for being uh for oh, being yeah. an android and taking their jobs and i'll be like what's up now you don't fit in that bar anymore but one of your robot legs crushes it <laughs> the Absalom first movement. Yeah, that, that, that is a great example of, you know, maxing out on stats, finishing the campaign, and then going back and, and killing some level one boars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're like, going to new game plus this. <laughs> these these half CR NPCs attacking you. Edros grabs one Edros grabs the Skitterman and goes, Your name is now Duravor Creel. I need you to wash I need you to walk across this bay and don't worry about a thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you guys get to drink and get to resting up and perhaps we'll we'll jump forward hours later as uh, your Back in a a suite, the Abadar Core Hotel suite provided to you. Maybe some SRO medical technicians tending to to wounds. Other people, you know, bringing in food and stuff and um, keeping you well lubricated. Yeah, hydrated. Have you guys ever had black milk? I mean, it sounds <laughs> disgusting, but it's really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. And yeah, a, a very tired looking cattywampus comes uh, strolling through the front door. He's got a, a, a comical sized bruise down his forehead. And as soon as he comes in, a robot doctor immediately covers it with a, a big cartoonish bandage uh, in the shape of an <laughs> a, a big A big steak. <laughs> like, oh, I, I tell you uh, what, this, this saving the universe stick of yours is getting kind of old. <laughs> You guys feel like one trick ponies at this point. What post-apocalyptic super weapon starship are you going to stop next time? An Aslanti one? Are you, are you going to go for another corpse fleet attack? Corpse fleet round two, electric boogaloo? Oh, we know, what, we what, could what, take what, on the Aslanti with this. Yeah, listen, listen, Kitty Whopper. We, we could take on anything. So you just don't worry about us. Yeah. Are, are, yeah. are you all drunk right now? Kenny Lumpus, what's what's going on look, with your look, head? Look, look, look. Why are There's you drunk, you. Andis? There's Andis? two of you. You're four years old. How care? How dare you? <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm seeing. Cool. I'm seeing double. You can't Caddy talk Lumpus. to Andis like that. My right. my second best friend. Well, this is gonna make this a lot easier. Here, here, your the keys back to the drift rider, good sir. He'll he'll throw them over to you, Nack. Sadly, the entire ship was destroyed, but. I was able to save some personal effects and throw them in the life pod before I ejected. He, he holds up a rusty tail blade for you, Nick. He's like, here you go. I'll treasure this forever. Yeah, we came under some pretty pretty heavy drone fire yesterday, uh, right before the, the skirmishing stopped and stopped them from getting past Absalom shields. But yeah, Drift Rider is gone, like pretty much atomized. I think we had insurance, but uh, maybe we can rebuild it. Uh, it. It was an old hunk of junk. It's like a hundred years old. You probably, I mean, look at you. You you can afford a new starship. <laughs> anyway, I kind of feel like I did you a favor, and maybe I should get some kind of demolition fee or hazard pay. You know, injury, uh, egregious injury compensation. And points to his forehead. Uh, no, no, I, I, I agree. I speak for both Mac and I that you can work it off. 
and rebuild the ship exactly how it was. He points to his boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he grabs a, a bottle of the Oxian champagne and, and sabers off the neck real quick with a, a rusty looking knife and, and pours only six glasses. Andes, you don't get one. Aww. Or five glasses. <laughs> you don't get one. Uh, I, I guess old Collie Wobble was right about you five, you know. He had a vision way back when uh, you dingbat saving Absalom someday and well, here we are. Look at you. That old coot got himself killed by an Akata just trying to Help you along that path, but guess all our hard work was worth it. I'd like to propose a toast. Maybe a drink in his honor. What do you say? Care to, care to raise a glass with me? Sure. Of course. It is, course. It is in poor some... manners to refuse a drink to salute the the dead. Here, Andis, you're too young. Here's here's some water. It starts to sober you up. Maybe we'll get you an appy juice later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take happy this. juice. I'll take please. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Please, he, he's too young, and then like, like Raimi like pours like his drink into his. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you some happy juice if you promise to put away your tin ton mecha spider power armor, Dad. <laughs> I told you, I don't want to see that out. Uh, out, Dad. I'm a, Dad, I'm a real construct now. You can't, you can't talk like that in front of my friends. <laughs> I can own you now. You're not a human anymore. You're not a bee. Whoa! 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 Whoa. <laughs> not, not cool, uh, Caddy Wabas. We just had a real serious conversation about that. Indeed, we have a, a funeral for a, a a friend, but also for a ship. As indeed, the Drift Rider friendship. Of, <laughs> the Drift Rider was one of the many ships destroyed in the Battle of the Devastation Arc, and we're gonna fast forward. A couple weeks later, as we look at Absalom from afar, mostly destroyed, massively weakened, the station surrounded by a huge number of fleets from all over the universe. You see Vescarium vessels, rebuilt Susculan Defense Force fleets, the Adari fleets have come, the Eoxian undead fleets, and each and every one of them seems to be running their lights in a, a vibrant cascade of purple and green. For today, they've marked on the packed calendar as a celebratory jubilee all throughout Absalom Station. There's streamers and signs and banners and marquees reading that today is Voda Day, victory over devastation arc. Voda, kind of like make the phones Yoda, that, yeah, but with a V, a Voda or a Coda to this episode or a Vader, but. V- Vodas. <laughs> it was, it's not even, it was <laughs> a nailed very Star Wars. <laughs> Yoda, Vader, Voda. That's what they had a baby. Like Darth Yoda. Mm-hmm. Voda. Voda. The pack directorate has designated indeed that you will shutting down the AA core of the, the Ark as the packed world's holiday and are getting around to celebrating it this year a little bit late, but uh, the top movers and shakers throughout the galaxy have kind of thrown you a neon ticker tape parade that slowly has moving hover cars throughout the rings of Absalom. And you've returned to the council chambers, very building where the pact cords was signed 280 years ago. And yeah, there's a, a private swanky party that was held in your honor. A few hundred people. <laughs> we weren't invited. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you guys were there. 
amongst Vescarian military commanders hobnobbing with wealthy Absalom tycoons and auction ship captains talking to steward leaders. And they made you dress up in Starfinder Society regalia and put some new shiny medals around your neck. Maybe a couple more commendations there and a holographic key to Absalom that you can all keep in like a pocket. A monumental occasion. The entirety of the Pact World seems to have come out and are putting speeches on the Infosphere honoring you all and bestowing badges of courage and other honorific awards from the Kasathans to the Triaxians. The Bantrids have an award that conspicuously looks like a large nose on a chain. <laughs> large metallic nose on a chain that they want to put around your neck. And uh, yeah, you. It, by the time you guys are done, you get to unload all these onto a, a large table in the back of the room where you see Cattywampus kind of posing for pictures with fans and, and signing copies of Trivid cases of the soon-to-be quadrilogy, perhaps, of Drift Rider action films. It's a quintology, thank you. <laughs> well, is it going to be, or is it, is it already? Oh, there were this... there were four films already. We have three more planned. Yeah, it's, it's about it's family. Been, you guys have been able to relax, but you've you've also been on missions the last few weeks. You know, getting people off of Devastation Arc. It has been a logistical nightmare of counting the dead and rescue operations of the nearly destroyed fleet and um, repairs to sections of Absalom that are going to take years. But yeah, now that you have time to relax during the celebration, is there any, anything you want to say to one another or any anybody you want to spend it with? Anyone you want to bring back up from multiple seasons of NPCs or what have you? I'm trying to think of the deepest, most worthless cut anyone could make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's that? who's that nerd? Who's that nerd that that uh, Rebecca's character went to school with? In, uh, no, 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 that was Zinnia. That was Zinnia, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that, but that guy's here too. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was on the. You look really familiar. Do I know you? <laughs> yeah, that was the one. <laughs> Who's that dude in the back that looks like that right. that Atlanta we saw <laughs> in London? <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. <laughs> If no one has anything in particular, I'll go around the room. Because I have a question. I have oh, a question. Yes. Did Master Passalar pass away? Oh, yeah. Yes, he's dead. He, okay, he's dead. dead. And uh, yeah, as, as Rebecca, as um, you're, you're walking around, maybe getting handshakes and, and pats on the back, you do see a familiar face in the crowd as indeed the non-Jerian professor and master mentor Passalar is in a a hovering chair propped up with some medical equipment. He's alive. I lied to you. What? <laughs> and he's here now. He's like, hello, young people. I take it that you've once more braved the wilds of these worlds and taken on another enemy of independent thought and progress. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Very confused. Master Pascalar, I'm I'm Yes. to see you here. Oh, that's what everyone's saying. Yeah, I died, uh, but I got better. I got better. <laughs> and now I'm just negotiating to get turned into uh, an Eoxian before my third and hopefully final death. I don't think I have many more of these in me. That's an interesting choice. 
Yeah, I, I, I wish you well in your in your new life as Neoxian. <laughs> Uh, so he, he's chatting you up, Ramy, as you're wandering the party. You, you know, there's a group of officials that come over and maybe ask questions about your missing time on, on the ship as the official story has not gone out yet of, of your your simulation and and then takeover of the Devastation Arc. But yeah, as you're you're trying to sneak away, you see your lady and business partner, uh, Liana, walking up to you with some dry iced drinks in her hands one for each of you right you can duck them all you duck them all you want but the truth truth is if you thought you were important before this then literally saving the entire packed world is going to make it so it's very hard for you to walk down the street ever again (sighs) well i think knack and i are coming up with some ideas to to keep us busy enough that we won't be amongst People in a situation where we have to be mobbed all the time. Right. We, 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 we are we are actively trying to find ways for us to be <laughs> too busy to be bothered. Maybe expansion. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe going out into yeah, the world. Yeah, Exp- expansion sounds good. If you take the drink she has from you, it is this is an Yaksi and delicacy, a, a black milk concoction, but it is it is not alcoholic. It is meant to stimulate to not deaden the senses. She says, well, that get back to her. It still means no more late night walks to the bodega for snacks or window shopping and the Versys Veranda Plaza. Now, if you're going to want to go clothes shopping, you're just going to have to buy the mall itself for some privacy. Mr. Quindar. What? Why, why, why are you calling Mr. Quindar? <laughs> we're in we're in a formal setting. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're not that formal. <laughs> Miles, she's flirting with you. Good God. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Quinda. <laughs> My, Miles has, has, has never seen a uh, uh, romantic comedy or anything. <laughs> never, never. Not a bad thought this before. Yeah. She'll continue on. She'll, she'll bless her pass and maybe Caddy Wampus will take the other drink. Did you have a nice vacation, Raimi? You sold this as a skiing trip with your old Starfinder buddies, but it seems to have. Tumbled into another galactic crisis. Yeah, I mean, one thing led to another. I can't control these things. You know that. I, ca- well, I can't say no to these guys. Like, well, gestures I- to, like, everyone. <laughs> Can I want this behind her? Just picking his nose. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I will have you know that this counts as paid time off. And the company is going to have to, you know, take that and any more vacation time you take after this out of your paychecks. So... Looks like, own the company? It looks like you're going back to work. I mean, yeah, you're an employee. You're you're paid by. I, I can't remember. Why, I actually can't remember my backstory if I if I like eschewed like ownership or not. <laughs> I think you have like a non-controlling stake, but yeah, you're still an employee, sir. You're not above the law, Miles. I uh, mean, he wasn't a government employee to begin with. He <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not government. It's a, it's a what are we about the law? <laughs> Well, the law states that if you, you know, use up all your vacation time, it comes out of your paycheck and she'll continue on and say, you know, the law law states if I'm the CEO of the company, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, I didn't didn't realize that was what the law. I don't think that's what the law says. Anyway, yeah, no, my, my, Miles has no idea what's going on here. (laughs) I I, know I don't because I'm like, like, what does the law have to do with a company and vacation time? 
uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leanna says, uh, I, I would like to file a joint separation. That's part of the law, right? You're being way too obtuse. They're not, they're, they're not married, so that, that's fine. Oh, boy. Anyway, no more vacations from you anytime soon. We're going to need the money because our, our, our latest merger has left us with a new employee coming on board. Who's that? She shows you a data pad and it has a, a 3D hologram, a sonogram of a of a fetus, a human fetus on it. I don't remember hiring that. My goodness gracious. <laughs> but Mr. Quindar, it, it looks like you have another adventure left in you. And sadly, I think that this might mean the end of your gallivanting on the, the far edges of the, the universe days are it might be through. And uh, we're, we're going to have to get through a. A union ceremony before this birth first. Yeah, yeah. Childbirth, siege of birth. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a cu- couple couple notes. Uh, I, I I can't imagine that Quindar Industries is going to be super into uh, starting a union because of this baby. And then also, what does the law have to say about babies working for a, a company? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, well, I think I'll be will. here all week, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Chip your waitresses. <laughs> No, uh, I think I think Raimi would be, I mean, pretty, pretty elated. But at the same time, <laughs> kind of he's, elated. he's he's also looking to, to next. Like, you know, th- this is this is fantastic. This is the best news. I I don't know if I will be a hundred percent, you know, away from my duties. And it's like trying to like he like keeps like throwing glances at Nack to like come help him. Bro, I need you. But this is bro. Tell her I can't be married because I haven't uh, been changed. Hey, no, you know, it's, it's not it's, that. It's, it's just it's like me. he can't, he can't entirely like uh, Nack Feldspar. Uh, Nack, which is, by the way, a great name. Uh, Nack is uh, just, <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> Maybe a middle name? Uh, you know. She slides over what looks like on the data pad a prenup atop a small crystalline box. Uh, with what looks like a, a noquil armband, uh, a symbol of her love for you in it, and says, I love you, and if the corpse fleet couldn't keep us apart, I don't know if anything in this universe, if we put our minds to it, that can do so. It can stop us from sticking together until the end. We are going to have to have this baby here, though, on Absalom. The board just approved another joint venture with your friend, Feld Sparko, so... We are deepening the connections between our two companies, um, and perhaps something we'll have to do to continue to erase the stink of the Yoxian Deadite colony fiasco. It's a, a new venture out into the vast, so she'll kind of like duck down so uh, so Nack can't hear and say, uh, you have to keep a close eye on the Feldspars, your, your friend included here on Absalom, and uh, she'll gesture over at Nack across the table, maybe... We see Knack over there sitting with another Soki at the <laughs> You've moment. You've seen my ears, right? You know how well I can hear. Uncle Knack's <laughs> going to make this all work out. <laughs> that's not how it, that's not how it's like, I know I love you too, but like, and like, like looks over to Knack, he's like, that's my best friend. Yeah. Like, he's my best friend. Well, he's, he's not the company itself, but, but I'll, let's go find your parents. Uh, we, You've got to tell them the good news in person and they can explain things a little better. She'll hustle you away from the Starfinder reunion table here and we'll move over to Knack, who 
Indeed, there's a throng of Starfinders hounding you for autographs as they leave happy. Perhaps you've signed like their their hats or, or their uniforms. A single figure remains behind them, a sheepish looking form, an Ahsoki woman, your sister, Kells Feldspar, who seems to be nervously cheek pouching something from cheek to cheek, kind of rolling it over. And she says, well, it, it looks like you've done it again. Again and again, Nack, save the universe, gotten more publicity, more goodwill for Clan Feldspar, more than we could ever have even hoped for. Hmm? You know, it's uh, kind of my modus operandi. Uh, and you, just like those trivids say, you're the the main cause. You're the, the glue that hold that team together, right? I don't oh, know about brother. that, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, found family is just as important as real family. How you doing, sis? Drek, our father, says that once Absalom rebounds maybe a year or two from now, he thinks our stock price is going to double and then perhaps double again. So the family is in rapture over your escapades once more. She takes a, a seat next to you and looks fairly contrite and continues and says, And listen, father wants you to take over more day to day business and is blaming me for lateral investments like the ski resorts on Jedirat and things like that. HQ here in Absalom is taking over another floor and is getting ready for a new con- company in conjunction with Quindar Inc. She raises a, a glass and toast to, to Rami and Leanna looking over very happy. Uh, I'm sick of it, though, Nack, ever since you weaseled your way into Drax's good graces once more. You've had nothing but puff pieces written about you all over for saving the world. Makes me look like a horrid, wicked stepsister by comparison. If you just send one or two little goons to beat up your your brother and all of a sudden I'm the bad guy here and you're the one that stole from the clan to begin with. No one seems to remember that. Uh, here we are. Well, anyway, I I need a favor from you. Uh, I have to start doctoring up my image if I plan to take over a larger stake in the company in the future. I need to start that right now. Uh. You've saved the world twice against the the save, and I need that kind of press for myself. So perhaps I have an increased stake in our clan's next venture. I can uh, not just sit on the sidelines anymore. I gotta get out there and get my claws dirty, you know? I understand that. I might have a couple of projects you can work on, but uh, you're gonna have to give me a a few weeks to, to figure this out. Might have some rehabilitation of a large number of people to deal with uh, that uh, you might be uh, perfectly suited for. Well, that's that's not what I was talking about. The uh, the moon giants that were on that arc had star charts and there's an unknown system out in the vast and uh, they, they say it's completely untouched. Absalom, the fleet, the packed worlds, they're going to need resources for all these refugees to, to help rebuild and perhaps some place to, to resettle. So the council's getting ready to start doling out bids for settlements. And uh, you and Raimi running things here on Absalom as uh, as charter designations for this joint company. Uh, I want to be the admin on the ground for this enterprise. If there's any evil alien overlords out there trying to take over, I want to be the ones that defeat them or at least tell people I did. You know, tell them to kiss my cheek pouches and pronk off. <laughs> Spoken like a true feldspar. And I want to really 
really attractive Ahsoki to play me in the next Trivid movie. The the one that you got has got some it's got a really nasty overbite. I don't like it. We'll recast. We'll recast, but only if this little venture is successful. Anyway, it's time that you have the nice cushy office job and let me dig into the hard work so I can reap those PR benefits. What do you say, brother? I'll think about it. G- okay. G- oh, oh, that was fast. <laughs> no cliffhanger there. Uh, go- going back to you, Alindra, Master Passalar is done taking some some large droughts from uh, an oxygen mask that like automatically descends and and ascends off of his mouth every once in a while. It's like, oh, that's some good O2. Thank you. Uh, What were we saying? What were we talking about? Oh, yes, I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Enough about you. Let's talk more about how my heart is still working and what a miracle (laughs) that is of science. Look, it just beat. (laughs) (laughs) I know you defeated like a whole thing, but that means nothing compared to what my ticker's having to go through. Oh, it just, feels like it just beat again twice in the I ate a 72-ounce steak. I can feel the blood moving in my skin. A new record. <laughs> also, I love you. Anyway. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> anyway, Alindra, uh, our friends over at the Starfinders called me in yesterday to look at the star charts that your Crescent Diviners brought back with you from their excursions. Your your instincts about that system, well, they were good. The, the system that they were last exploring seemed to be of some interest to the the society and our colleagues at uh, colleagues at Cabaret University. While the the Crescent Diviners were focusing on lunar bodies, that planet uh, that they they spotted is of of interest. Uh, Absalon wants it charted and settled as soon as possible, and they've they've tasked me with putting together the elements of an astral archaeological team. You see, Alindra, after looking over the data, it seems like this planet might be of similar dimensions and perhaps has characteristics of the exoplanets of the kish my life's work and that's after- wonderful news i i'm i'm honored to know that i might have had some hand in in rediscovering a, a lost civilization or at least the the remnants of one well perhaps your understanding of this is even greater than my own. You've been been on these planets and have felt them beneath your feet. After reading over your research over the last few years, I feel like you and I might have come to the same conclusion. The Kish did not make those planets. They, they merely inherited them. They created technology that allowed them to terraform and move them, but whoever designed these worlds... Uh, Perhaps it harkens back to the oldest civilizations in the entire universe. Older than anything we've ever seen represented in the archives. He kind of drifts away, you know, thinking about that. And like, oh, oh, yes. Has a little bit of a senior moment. It's like, oh, 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 oh. And he looks around and the archives of Nethus, right? Yeah, the the archives, (laughs) the digital archives of Nethus. He snaps back to it as he looks around and realizes where he's at. So it's like, oh. Oh, excuse me, my girl. I didn't mean to intrude on your celebrations here, but I did want to ask you if you would 
be interested in, in leading a small team out into the vast here when you're done on Absalom. This could be the find of the century, and, well, I'm excited for the chance to co-author a scientific paper with you. Perhaps the last one I'll ever write in this body. We can, we can, whatever your findings are, put them together and perhaps make your name as the primary and me behind you for once. Oh, what do you say? What, what are the next few months of your life looking like? Master Pesilar, I can sincerely say that that is the most exciting thing that I can think of doing after this adventure. I would love to teach a new set of astronomers how to explore exoplanets, explore the vastness of space, but also to continue your legacy and all that you have taught to me. Nothing would would delight me more. Can you imagine if they if he showed up here and asked you to be second author or like middle author on a paper? It'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like all right, so he's the final boss. Let's get him. You don't know how powerful I've become. Yeah, what level are you, Master Pazlar? Are you are you above level twenty somehow? Ninety-seven right. levels old. <laughs> oh, anyway. That sounds good. I'll draw up the paperwork. We'll get you ready to go, my girl. Thank you for making this old heart young again. <laughs> Thank you. As as you perhaps, I don't know, put, put a hand on his, his metallic <laughs> gurney that he's on, his like living, moving iron lung, and ponder what you, you've agreed to here. Uh, you see some gruff-looking captains around Edros across the room. This large vest seems to burst into to laughter. Edros, Tyler, once more, you've you've got Yoxian Corsairs around you, Diasporan Captains, Akatonian bootleggers of all kinds, swapping stories with you, filling up your your mug and razzing you for maybe going corporate over the last few years with your Starfinder duds on and your religious paraphernalia. One of them jokes and says, oh, what's next, Edros? Uh, you're going to settle down somewhere and have a brood of younglings? <laughs> Time to move to Vesk 4 and open up a black milk coffee shop. <laughs> is, is that the retirement plan? <laughs> you better hope that is not what I choose to do. Could you imagine a brood trained, trained by me from birth in the ways of... of my, to be honest, my ways. <laughs> I would have a great battalion that none could stop. So you best hope I stay active in my and my age. And and stay active he will. If he's got a whole fleet at his beck and call, a voice behind you pipes up. It is Rakawi, your your aide de camp, partner in crime. She who you saved from death in the jungles of Castravel. She gives you a kind of sloppy salute and says, "I." Captain, uh, I'm happy to say your ship, the Dauntless, has, has made it through the battle. Uh, it's done with its repairs, and I've, I've started to put together a crew of trainees from, from the temple on the Burning Archipelago, as well as some of our, our old friends here who are interested in getting back out on a starship. Those who didn't die uh, or bite the big one defending Absalom from the Civ are, are ready and willing to go. She's, she's fueled up, and there are contracts out for months hauling materials from outside the shipyards and, and helping with repairs. Lots of jobs we can take and 
make a quick buck in this economy too, maybe some side jobs. But now that you're done with your Starfinders, perhaps we can get back out there and raise space anchor, so to speak. You have, you are right. We have been either in a civ ship or a simulation of civ society for a very long time. It will be good to see the stars stretch out before me again. See what was out there, and while I, I feel, I feel like I am not as useful here. We are surrounded by every resource known to man, and those who are, those who are here will be well taken care of. But there are still people and settlements in the vast that, that need help, and that is where we will go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've gotten probably several off offers from. You know, other expeditions and teams from Starfinders the last few days who've wanted perhaps to use your experience, maybe others just for visibility's sake, you know, have you leading a, a team for them doing something similar. But yeah, here, here at the end of the journey, Adros level 20 mechanically does. Do you see things changing greatly for our, our Vesk soldier friend? No, I mean, not for many, many, many years. N- nothing that, you know. Nothing that Adras has has planned out. Uh, he he wishes to do, you know, maybe p- perhaps hearing about settlements or uh, an expedition out in the vast. He might put a pin in. He might, you know, mar- earmark that for when the first reports come back to see if there is help needed out there. But he is eager to get back to what he was doing beforehand, which was finding finding those who who need who need help and uh, bringing Saren Ray's light where it has not shined in many years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, doing it alongside uh, Rockawi and a new crew would be a grand a grand retirement for him. I mean, he was already supposed to be retired. This is what he was planning mm-hmm. on kind of doing for, for most of the, the rest of his time. So Yeah, you, you had a, a couple uh, weeks there on, on Akaton while you're looking for Andis 148 that you're able to think and, and put things in perspective there, but you, you think you still have a debt to Serenray that needs to be paid? Mm, no, I mean, I think it, as Adros would phrase it, is, he says, hey, the my lady of uh, the sun has given me many gifts, but they are not for me. They are for those who need it most. And my my time on this in this system is best sent finding those who do need them. Seek them out and bring the light to them. Uh, but he does have one thing he needs to do, mm-hmm. which he needs to find Chiskis. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, him like five bucks or something. <laughs> five credits. I'm going to pay him more than five credits. You know, I think Adros would. I think he's come. here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it might be afterwards, or, or or here if he's here, that would that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But Adros would say, "You know, I just because I've been thinking of of things as late when you become a an older scale such as myself, you look back on how your legacy began, and Brolin, for many intensive purposes, mine began in your office. You putting together a." You officially enlisting us in the Starfinders and helping us move forward and take those first few steps that, you know, we did not realize were going to lead to the salvation of billions of life forms. You trusted us, and I must say, I have lifelong friends and success, and it is in no small part thanks to yourself and to the late Duravor Creel. And uh, Adras will take the Spear of Fates off of his back and he will set it before 
he'll set it on. He'll ha- he'll hand it out, and he will say, "I want the Starfinder Society to to have this. They may keep it and display it, or memorialize it, or vault it, but." I don't want it anymore. <laughs> but Get it away from me, please. This this is a this is a spear that is meant to be wielded by by a champion, and my time as that champion is is over. And I hope it will be it'll come to be used by whoever needs it next. But for now, as a thank you, I wish to give it to you. Mm. We we accept this, the Starfinders. Thank you for your your service. And for your gift, he'll take it from you and immediately it, it like malfunctions and like breaks apart. It's like, oh, oh, goodness. It's very touchy, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, Oh, gosh, it is needed to be wielded specifically. I think we need a mechanic <laughs> over here. Mechanic. <laughs> so many mechanics. You should find the best you can find to be continued on airplane mode. Tyler, as you're you're chatting up. Raw Kawi here. You see a group of robed figures walking over to Andis 148. Jabert, Andis was expecting a call from the Founding 19 after hostilities ended, but them showing up here, this group led by Clara 147 and two other Andises. As you see them, they look maybe slightly sick. If that's even possible. Their, their color seems off. There's perhaps lubricant exuding out of their pores. Clara, Clara says, uh, and Andis, we're we're happy you made it off of that Civ Death Ship alive. What happened while you were there? What what is going on with your body? I don't I don't I don't have like a, a voice modulator, but I if I did, <laughs> what I would what I would, I would change is I would make it sound a little more. Uh, the voice is a bit distorted. Yeah, I can add and, some reverb to you. Go, go. Yeah, <laughs> Clara, it is good to see you again. I I'm not sure. I I don't think this body has many more cycles left in it. This is... I believe this is some sort of a defense mechanism against that. I... Well, I can show you, and I just start... And I start, like... And I sort of, like, pull my hand out of my armor. (laughs) Oh. I thought you were talking about pooping out Andises. (laughs) Like, here's Andis 32! No, no. I gotta fight for that. I was a cobbler back in my day. (laughs) I can make you a fancy shoe! Yeah, and I... I, But, yeah, indeed, I sort of... I sort of pull my arm out, and I activate not my adaptive strike but something similar (laughs) to it, and I just sort of, like... Nope, make an attack roll. (laughs) Your arm comes out, your weapon... And I open up my arm, and it uh, reveals that there are indeed no no organic parts left in it. It's 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 nanites and uh, mechanical bits all the way down. I say, I think that my nanites have almost replaced all of my uh, organic parts at this point. I don't I don't know how many more in souls will be able to inhabit this. So whatever you have planned, I suggest that you do it soon. I mean, by that I mean probably within like the next like couple hundred years or something. But, uh, so no, no, no pressure. But like, you uh, know, if it's like a if it's like a big like multi multi century long project, then uh, we're gonna want to go, we're gonna want to get get moving on that. And seven here says whatever is happening to you, it seems the other Andeses are undergoing something similar, an effect on the Andeses on Alluvian. They believe it to be a revelation of the final stage of our our metamorphosis. Perhaps it is what 
was brought on by gathering all of our kind together in one place. Was there, it a mistake? I, perhaps this was part of the plan, but there, there must have been something deep in our code, perhaps present in our cortexes, that initiated once we returned to one another. Claire says, regardless of that, uh, we believe the, the prophecy of the 19 is going to be fulfilled much sooner than a hundred years. One, four, eight. There is but a... Say that. We are only missing a single member of our order of the end, and um, that that source tells us that it is out in the vast, and we've contracted the Starfinders in helping us track down this last original model of Android, but it is said by a scrine that they remain in a crèche created long ago to help create these forms. So we're, we're searching for perhaps where the Android were invented, or perhaps at least where the last remaining android resides. Mm. We believe um, this might happen within the next year or two. My, it's strange that it's happening so fast. I know. Um, uh, you, you've been a, an asset to the, the Starfinders and Absalom Station, but is it okay if you return with us to Alluvian for a time so we may study your transition into Automaton further? We can have you link up with the AI consciousness there, and perhaps they can probe and, and discover what is happening and why it's happening these evolutionary stages to the rest of the Andai. Yes, I haven't spoken with Kendori in some time. Let's let's go. Claire will put a hand on your, your shoulder and say, uh, did you have a good time with the Driftrider crew 148? Did that powered armor you traded up for uh, <laughs> did it keep you nice and safe? Yes, it was it was very nice. Well, you're not going to need to do that again anytime soon, but well, no, we, we, promises, promises. We, we can keep <laughs> it in storage for you, ready to go. You never know when the universe is going to need another Andis to spring into action. That's right. At the, the end of this party, you guys watch perhaps as automatic robotic cleaners suck up streamers and, and detritus from the floor here. Caddy Wampus left after a little while as, as people start to trickle out and comes back with some Akatonian egg salad sandwiches some black milk pop and passes them out to you guys to satisfy those late night hunger cravings. Let, let's talk about what indeed is next for these these characters a little bit. Is there is there anything personally you want to see them achieve? You know, now that they're not under under the gun, saving the galaxy from from threats. Is there is there any you know, I don't want to make every single decision all, right now, but is, is there any other options of the things that you've been talked about here that, you know, you feel strongly one way or, or the other? Your, your character is definitely going to be doing in the next stage of their lives. I just want all these people to be happy. Just mm -hmm. happy. I've been through a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah, a couple times. That, yeah. I think that as far as Andis goes, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, these. This is this is a. Uh, uh, definitely the adventure that Andis one four seven. Uh, this is more adventure than Andis one four seven ever hoped to get when before or when when they went out mm -hmm. uh, adventuring for the very first time with these with this crew. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Andis one four eight is due for a nice rest, nice a nice nap. Daddy mm. Wampus says, uh, "You guys have done it. You saved the galaxy yet again." Just an accidental skiing trip proposed by Nak here, but turned into another civ threat. Maybe next time 
you can uh, you can build like a tropical beach resort on a, a Civ research site or, or some other ancient warship or something. I call oh, that an so accident. Funny. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, it's the new Starfinder curse word. <laughs> an accidental. I think when Adros would become maybe too old to travel across the galaxy, he would pick maybe a place. Maybe he maybe he would work with the temple of Saren Ray and try to establish his own temple somewhere mm. and start training soldiers in his own style of combat. Perhaps perhaps he would even call them the Knights of the Scaled Sun. Oh. To his his color his you know coloring and the Saren Ray you know standard Saren Ray sun imagery and train train them to to be strong warriors but also to be able to tap into the you know mystical abilities of of Serenry, so you trying you angling to make a new class? Do you want to play like a hybrid class in season five? <laughs> you mean I a paladin? To, yes, I want to be. I a, would like a paladin, <laughs> a soldier slash magic user. I want all the powers, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Catywampus, K- uh, as they start turning off the lights here at this jubilee. You, know, you get a little sad, but he says, well, that looks like it's the end of the line. No more adventuring for you guys. You've pretty much taken on the biggest threat to the universe. So there's nowhere to go but down from here. It's like you hit a level cap or some kind of wall or something. <laughs> it's a shame that you guys are never, ever, ever going to adventure with one another ever again after today. Oh, well, that's that's how the cookie crumbles. So uh, I don't know. I guess goodbye forever, everyone. See ya. Goodbye. <laughs> Gets up and is getting ready to go. Smell you later. Bye. <laughs> the classic sign off. <laughs> what, what, what if that's how this season ended? <laughs> what if, With what smell if you later from Cadillac? We, we just cut there. Uh, yeah. Oh, smell yeah. You I totally later. have. Smell I totally you later have more forever. <laughs> after that, I definitely didn't want to end right now, Jabert. I don't know what you're talking about. No, we probably have another 20 minutes of uh, podcast left. Don't look at the time on the phone right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, you guys can get up and, and say your goodbyes, but uh, somehow deep inside, I think you all know the the threads of fate that have led you all here, tied you together from, from day one, of getting lumped together in that dirty docking bay here on Absalom Station all the way to this table which the five of you five years later are sitting at you know somehow you guys would see one another again and perhaps bring back the the spirit of the drift rider once more before too long our view of five of you at this table slowly fades to dark as cattywampus walks away they they cut the the lights to the council director banquet hall on you and perhaps from afar atop this building we see a a techno magic light appear from outside its massive windows. And we pull away from Absalom Station and seeing those commemorative Voda Day purple and green lights flashing in the fleet that seems to form a, a protective nucleus around the, the heart of the packed worlds here, around the center of the universe. And as we pull further back, we see the colossal Civ starship parked far away from Absalom with a, a fleet of vessels ferrying survivors off off arc and onto other vessels a crew of automatic drones are making repairs to the hull and coating the ship in an ionic chrome erasing the last remnants of the dominion's markings on the the gargantuan mega ship and we watch perhaps on live infosphere streams 
along with millions of others aboard Absalom and the fleet. Thanks to a live stream of dozens of channels, we see a, a small contingent of these these drones working on the outside of Devastation Arc begin to paint two giant words along the the port side edge. Any, anybody, anybody guess what those two words are? Smell you later. <laughs> That's three. <laughs> That's three. <laughs> two <The> words. End. <laughs> oh no. There's no? Drift they spell out Rider. Five letters each, indeed. Drift Rider, and then the end. <laughs> so four words. So I was four kind words. of right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was closer with smell you later. <laughs> the the end isn't actually happening in reality. That's just the end of season four. We didn't Ooh. name our ship the end. Drift Rider, the end. Yeah. <laughs> name. yeah, I think I wrote both down here just in case one of you said Drift Rider. I'd be like, no, it says the end. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks so much for another stellar season of Thank the you. show. Thank, Thank you, you Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Once again, if you told me now almost six years ago, 2017, August, these PCs, we would see them through like 130 episodes multiple campaigns getting them to level 20 i would have been like i don't like oh, you that much <laughs> you, should, you should have made better characters then <laughs> yeah. you guys have any thoughts as as players you know putting a button on these these characters and well, after so many years i have a regret mm -hmm. something that i forgot to bring up except for maybe one time this whole season uh -oh. is that through all of these adventures Every single one of them on Alindra's hip the entire time was a little pet carrier holding no. Zodi. No, no. That's, no. that's not canon. You didn't say it, it while is? it was happening. No, it's in my inventory. I have a pet harness. <laughs> You've kept that animal caged up the entire season. That's like months of time. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a husk of an old no, alien. I think I think we talked about. Uh, in the last book that they were not with you. <laughs> we have to go back and listen. This has been a long season. Yeah. I had I a whole bunch of spell gems, like, including some level six spell Zody? gems that I did not use. No, what? what? Drew, really? <laughs> yeah, no, when you get down to that final fight, it's like, you got about six standard actions. You best start using them. <laughs> I was staggered, so what was I supposed to do? Yeah, Drew had none standard actions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, staggered, you can do a move or a standard. Well, that's that's it. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I chose to support action. my team. Boom. Don't want to get too deep into it, but what did you guys think of Dominion's End, book three here? In Could have used just, a nap. Yeah, well, yeah. just starting with the... the yeah, uh, a night of rest would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, it really felt like running a marathon. It felt like there was no stopping, oh. and we didn't have any... You, mm -hmm. you know, even even when we would finish a fight, it felt like we were on a such a timetable that we needed to be in a rush. So yeah, and you guys did a great job doing them. Yeah. So like I, I, said, I, was, I enjoyed it. Was it was fun to be fun to be on a big starship. You know, uh, it People was light ride. I could. I mean, I know that obviously you're. It would have been there were all these different species. It would have been cool to see more more history there but we got a we got a good amount of it so i was mm. pretty happy with what we did get and you know i think it would have been fun to have the ai of ranch 
heckling us the whole time over system comms. But, uh, you know, again, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Just every time you roll one, he's like, oh, that's got a sting. Yeah, dude, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> very you mustache might get a little twirling. Bit- might get a little bit more to uh, Borderlands humor style in there than uh, than what is meant for there to be, but I don't know. Uh, it, it might have given us setting. more motive to go and murder. The oh, we would AI, have hated right? him. <laughs> we would have absolutely hated that guy. Um, yeah, you seem not to. You seem more caring about like you know taking over the thousands of starships and things out in the uh, in the pact. Uh, what what about Devastation Arc as a whole? Did you guys enjoy this campaign? Did you have a favorite book? I think it's my favorite. Book really? three was your favorite? Well, no, I think the campaign is my, my favorite. Oh, really? Wow. Interesting, interesting. What, what about the rest of you? I thought it was well done. I, I thought it was a great capstone to the uh, the whole uh, saga, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's hard when you have, you know, dead civilization. You're trying to be like, oh, we got to make these characters care about uh, <laughs> civilization that hasn't existed in many millennia. But I think they well, did a great job and uh, they they were able to, you know, work in enough extra you know, s- story beats to sort of give you a little backstory about who they were. And uh, I, I, I remember a, when we woke I, up as Civ for a month. That was I, oh my goodness gracious! I could have done without that probably. But. Well, I was about to say I I cut that part down a little bit. I think Ooh. I think if you're trying to go for storytelling, you can like expand that a little bit. But it is hard to ask your players to be like, oh yeah, by the way, you're not yourselves. <laughs> Welcome you to can... level 19. You're someone else now. Have fun. Uh, oh, that was level 18. I think when, level 18. when you started. Either the book, still, but, yeah. Yeah, because you went 18, 19, and 20 this this book. I think yeah, I was a- freaked out. So, like, when, because that episode, because we had just been like 18, and when you first started speaking words and showing us, like, oh, this is, this is, you know, showing the tokens. I mean, like, that's, that's who you are now. Before you said, oh, you have all your abilities and stuff, I was like, oh, I was so upset. I was, and then, and then I was okay with it once I kind of figured out what was actually, actually happening and and while i i liked that part it did take it did take a long time i think book two is my favorite just because i i really enjoyed that final fight with uh <laughs> with the, in in you know in absalom station but in the core the starstone core it was a lot of fun great set piece but you know huge huge room and yeah, the last two weeks, this fight with the Civ were were fun, but I don't think it's fun. It's one one big bad guy. Niren is uh, Niren is great. The goat. <laughs> but yeah, high level play in general. Did you guys enjoy having literally all the abilities, all the feats, everything at your disposal? Or it did teach me that sometimes the way that high level things are written don't always mean that that's what high level things mean. Uh, <laughs> as I tried to reject spells that were cast on me and I wasn't able to do it. <laughs> well, there weren't. Yeah, there weren't a ton of spellcasters in general, which is like, you know, Starfinder in a, a nutshell. But what about um, are you excited to get back to? Level one? No. I'm excited no, to go no, to not even no, a little bit. I'm no. so excited. I, like, <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. Of, well, the amount of like prep work prep. and like studying when I have to like look at like, oh, you, your big bad you're fighting this week is like an electric weasel. <laughs> it's like, oh <laughs> boy, how am I going to prep for this one? How am I going to? The amount uh, of <laughs> dice that 
uh, roll 20 is going to have to roll is going to be a relief to roll 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, lower. <laughs> it does not like rolling 20d6 yeah. or half, yeah. Yeah, no. Every This happens every single season, practically, where we, we make level one. We have our first combat at level one, and then we all get off air. And we go, man, this is just for the dogs. Yeah. The, well, yeah, level the- one is tough because... First of all, you have fewer options to do, right? Like I have like yeah. one thing I can possibly do on my turn. So there's just not a lot of variety there. And then on top of that, it just feels so much more lethal. Like everything is mm-hmm. so much more likely to yeah. bring it, it feels down. simultaneously more and less lethal because it's like, oh no, you did 11 points of damage to me. That could be nothing. Yeah, but that's that. But, like, or yeah, but eleven points you. of damage is all my all my HP. Everything too. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I um. I can't wait. Yeah. It's yeah. It's uh. I think that second edition Pathfinder did a really great job at sort of iterating on this and like, um, making classes at level one feel unique and like their sort of cla- their core sort of abilities and funk whatever their whatever their their the way that they play is sort of unique from level one in a way that in Starfinder it it feels pretty uh feels like it feels like uh it's it's not I'm just saying I'm really excited for like level four to roll around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, you, you feel like a one trick pony for a little while, right? Yeah, like yeah. Oh, inevitably. Yeah. <laughs> Get them and I shoot my gun. Yeah. Especially if you're a spellcaster and you have, you know, two spells and you're just like, do I use it Useless. now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, is this just... it? Is is this the moment? That's why I always used to get so frustrated when people are like, oh, why don't you use your spells? I'm like, because I have two of them. And I (laughs) have like three chances to use them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you keep waiting for that. And that's, that's, it's kind of the trap, right? You wait for the special moment. Right. And then. It never comes. Well, so, so the the other the other trick with that one is, uh, and I'm sorry, we can we can talk about this offline, but uh, but I was just like, you know, you want to save it for that big like cool moment, forgetting that like the game is balanced around like the bosses like being able to just like shrug off any spell you can throw at them. <laughs> so you're just like you get to the boss and you're like, suck on this, my most powerful spell, and that's all my spells for the day. <laughs> and it didn't. It did zero well, damage. Not at level not a level 20 yeah uh, i think then. miles could yeah. cast disintegration like 10 times with with magic axe yeah uh, it's hilarious uh, I, I was waiting to get obliterated multiple times but miles congratulations on making a technomancer and getting them to level 20 i feel like that's probably some of the the hardest kind of decision-making processes doing spellcasters in general maybe Jabert, except for evolutionists it sounded like they had a lot to manage as well a lot going on there but <clears throat> yes. and, and you had a, a a little bit of a different character building scenario and making a new level 13 character and not having like the previous 12 like <laughs> to to practice with <laughs> yeah that's not not super duper recommended to just go ahead and build a character right, right at level <laughs> 13 and uh jump in that was yeah. that was tricky that's hard do you guys have any questions for me about this season before we we wrap up our our little post season chat Was are you there gonna miss it notable that you modified for a character story from the ap well or added uh, <laughs> Drew season two character <laughs> was his, his clone, his clone brother was not in the AP, obviously. <laughs> really? 
Yeah. What? You mean Kaz's uh, uh, clone brother is not a, a Starfinder uh, Paizo not. official thing now? I'm offended. Obviously. Honestly. Yeah, that the thing about this campaign is so much of it is like these big action movie storylines and because you guys didn't have like a ton of history outside of the Bantrids or the Civ, <laughs> you know, this is like a, a great adventure that anyone can play and there, there weren't as many opportunities for, for me to do that. I was hoping there'd be. There weren't. <laughs> Especially book three, there's you know, like so little to, to tie into. <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's like one day. Did you like, did you exist like a hundred thousand years ago when the Civ ship was around? No, okay, <laughs> yeah, and that is a good point. Book three, old book three was like a day, <laughs> a sprint indeed. Yeah, we uh, leveled twice in one day. Yeah, it's pretty intense. I'm super excited to announce that season five of Cosmic Crit is not going to start right away. And uh, I think we've talked a little bit about this, but this is the official announcement. We are having a guest GM come in between four and five and a new game for the next few weeks. Uh, this is, is right. wild. I don't I'm not I'm not sure. Believe I signed it on for or this. not. It's not me. Drew is taken over as our full time GM. <gasps> and uh, we're going to have episodes of us playing the Star Trek Adventures game with the, the host of the computer resume Star Trek podcast, Mr. Tom Davies. Uh, we've been streaming them for like the last year. It feels like now it's been um, a while. <laughs> and Drew, yeah, you're taking over both GM for me and editor joining Todd and myself in, in Starfleet Adventures along with Rebecca Tyler and Seth. Sorry, Miles and Jabert, you didn't get to go through the teleporter to join this adventure. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> But Transporter, yeah, we, thank you. But it teleports you, though. <laughs> it teleports you. Yeah, it'll get you there. <laughs> oh, no, we, we we've like I said, we've been playing on stream for a while, and if you've watched it live, it'll be a different experience listening to the podcast. But I'm excited to get to share those with the Crittermanders who don't watch us on Twitch. But I imagine if fans are still listening like two hours into this episode they want they want those details about the official start of season five of cosmic greets the sweetie deities and yeah i'm ready to tell all tell you all about all episode zero of our next season of the starfinder role-playing game is going to start on friday april 21st 2023 during our sixth annual critter con stream for charity uh, you all will be there for the first episode live on Twitch. And if you are there with us and you want to help donate to a great cause, we are going to be revealing the characters there in a, a double wide episode. If you're listening to this CritterCon 6, by the way, signups for GM are live right now. And player signups are, I think, going to be live in about a week. They're going to start a month before. So March 20th around then we'll have news up on our site and in our discord and yeah after our episode zero for for season five we're gonna have a a a little q a a live q a with the cast talk about the season talk about the characters and yeah i can't give away too much we haven't even started playing but i'm hyping it up for my players this is going to be 
the biggest season of Cosmic Crit yet is going to have both the most episodes. It's going to have our landmark 300th episode in it, the most NBCs of any season, and maybe the most twisty, turny plot as far as seasons go so far. Are you guys excited? Because season five is the adventure path horizons of the vast. Man, Yay. it's going to be wild. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking Can't about wait. this for years uh, now <laughs> since yeah, that AP came out. Patrick, uh, I'm, I will. I can announce this now. We made the decision while you were away from your uh, from, away from the video. Uh, I will be playing in season five, the son of Nack. Oh, what? <gasps> That's a twist. <laughs> Ralph Nexon. Nack <laughs> <laughs> was pregnant too. <laughs> Cheek pouches, time. baby. Cheek pouches. Nack is aren't Yeah. Pregnant. Can you believe he did? He did all of Devastation Arc. Well, the, the five of you aren't going to have to wait that long because we are going <laughs> to suck on that, Rihanna. We, we are, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the, the five of you, we're going to start playing some episodes beforehand. So you, your characters won't be surprised on episode zero night. But for fans listening out there, they will they will have to wait for CritterCon. And then the episodes will start coming out live to the podcast feed after that. Uh, you guys haven't even like told one another everything about your characters uh we we've not seen art yet we've we're still a ways away from <laughs> from diving in but not too far we're gonna start playing very soon fun but yeah yeah until then yeah i just want to thank our fans out there for listening thank you all so much for spending the last four seasons with us from our silent listeners, people that just download and, and enjoy the show, to our Critermanders who've joined the Discord, who've now become friends, our Patreon supporters that help pay for the podcast and make stuff like the, the conventions, the charity conventions happen. We make this podcast because we love to game with one another, but also your support makes it so we never give up. Never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> Even if we grow to bitterly hate one another, please do stop years listening. of TTRPGs please, together. Please stop downloading this <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. So once again, five of you, thank you guys for another amazing season. Yeah, I'm, I'm so surprised. You're, you're both players and your characters have made it through. Everyone's happy and healthy here at the end. <laughs> thank you, folks, for playing with me. Thank, thank you, you, Patrick. As always. That's it for season four of Cosmic Crit, everyone. Let, let's sign off these characters. The Starfinder salutes, and we'll see you all next season. Oh. So saw we ball. So oh. saw we ball. <laughs> nice. So saw we ball. ball. Cosmic Crit, an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder role-playing game and adventure paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder and Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.